Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 118 of Ask Pat. Was that weird? I don't usually pause there at the beginning like that. Anyway, let me know, at Pat Flynn on Twitter. Thanks so much. And again, thanks so much for joining me today. I have a great question from John. But before we get to that, I want to thank today's sponsor, which is 99designs.com. Because, you know, besides fear and lack of confidence, uh, you know, I find that design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back the most. Now, luckily, 99designs can help. If you visit 99designs.com slash Pat, you'll get a $99 power pack of services free it's a great company that allows you to put your design job in front of over a hundred thousand people who might be interested in creating the best logo for you and you can choose the best one that you like now let's get to today's question from john hi pat this is uh, john from excelcampus.com i was wondering if you had any tips for getting your audience to interact with you on social media when your niche is not one of their social interests for example my niche is microsoft excel And my target audience are people that use Excel frequently at their day jobs. And I know that my audience is on Facebook and Twitter, but I don't think they're as likely to share or like a post that is about a new spreadsheet tip they just learned. It might be embarrassing for those that aren't as as much of a geek as I am about the topic. (laughs) So anyways, I realize I need to shape the content of the social media posts to appeal more to their general interests while still keeping it relevant. And I see that you do this a lot on Facebook, and I was just wondering if you had any tips on how you approach that. I could see this being the case for a lot of niches that are targeting a person's work interests, or even organizations like a church, where a person might be hesitant to share something about their religion with their social group. I'd also like to know if you think social media is even worth the effort for cases like this. So any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. I love your work, Pat, and thanks so much for all the inspiration. Have a good one. John, thank you so much for your question, and it's one that I know is going to help a lot of people because I think they're in the same boat as you. They might not be talking about something that, you know, is really of, uh, you know, high social interest for people, you know, Um, and the, the way I'm going to tackle this question is to first give you some sort of scenario. And that scenario is at a party because social media is just, as Gary Vaynerchuk says, one giant party. Twitter is like one giant party with several different conversations going on in several different parts of the room. And if you imagine yourself coming to this party, you know, joining social media, and all of a sudden you start talking about, you know, and no offense to what you do, but if you just start talking about Excel, um, people aren't going to really pay you much attention because, or they'll just think you're kind of weird because uh, people aren't already talking about Excel, like you said. However, if you go to this party, even though you are somebody who specializes in Excel, John, if you go to this party and you uh, talk about what the other people are talking about and you join conversations and you add value to them, even if it's not, even if it doesn't have anything to do with Excel, um, they will get, they will be interested in you. They will, they will get to want to know what you do and perhaps be interested in visiting your website and getting to know you a little bit more that way. And if they aren't interested in Excel, then that's okay. They still like you as a person. And uh, if they are, then great. And maybe they know somebody who is in to excel or you know they might become interested in it as a result of the relationship that you first kindled with them now that's some, that's one point of view the other point of view is uh, you know even though you might be talking about something that's not very interesting to most people if you find the people who are interested in that thing 
um, then it's then it's a party, you know, and then you could talk about that thing as much as you want with those people. In relative terms, it's not going to be as many people as somebody who, say, wants to talk about music or, you know, the World Cup or something like that. But if you find those people and they've given you permission to start talking about all those things by following you or liking your page, um, then by all means, you are more you are more than welcome to start start talking about those things. You might not get as many shares, and this is sort of a problem that I'm finding in my site at foodtrucker.com because, you know, think about it. If people follow, follow your site, they're into Excel-related things, and they might love what you have going on. Are they going to share that information with with their friends and family? Probably not because it's not really useful or they don't think it's useful to their friends and family. Just like with my food trucker site, a site that I built uh, at nichesitedual.com, you can see the whole, if you're not familiar with where the site came from, you can see how I selected that niche and how I'm building the website and how I'm monetizing it right now at nichesitedual.com. But I, I am having a similar issue with social media because the thing is, as much as as food truck owners are on social media, you know that's how uh, food trucks tell their audience where they are at. Um, they're not going to share food truck marketing sort of entrepreneur how to run a food truck type tips with their audience. So I'm not seeing very many shares. But when I do touch on a topic of particular interest on my Facebook page, for example, or on Twitter, there is a lot of conversation about it because people finally have a place to talk about something that they don't really feel comfortable talking about anywhere else. And I think that's what you have to approach with your social media streams, John. Think of your Twitter stream or your Facebook page as a place where people who are talking about Excel that make, you know, a place where they can feel comfortable talking about it. And that, that's sort of the feeling you want to give off. You know, you, you want to be that person who sort of leads those conversations, who starts up those conversations, who facilitates those conversations by asking the right questions or by getting people to talk to each other. Um, and, 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 you know, as much as it is difficult to do compared to a lot of other different niches, it can, it can be done. It can, it can be done very well. And I think if you, again, treat it as a place, unlike any other, where people can be comfortable talking about those things, um, sort of where people are listened to and replied to. Um, so that means you'll have to do a lot of that on your own as well and get the community involved. And, and again, it's not going to be probably as much or as sexy as a lot of the other topics out there, but it can work. So I definitely wouldn't discount it because the, the, the truth is, you know, people want to do business with other people these days. That's what my buddy Chris Ducker says. And it's absolutely true, right? And so the more you can become a person, the person behind your website, uh, that talks about Excel, the more likely people are going to come back to you in the future. The more pe- people are going to talk about you with their friends who are or who happen to be interested in, in Excel. So again, that, John, that's the approach I would take. You're going to this party and it's a giant party, the Twitter sphere and, and the whole Facebook land, all these different parties going on. Find the people, find the people who are talking about Excel and you know, don't expect people to share it. I, I don't think that would be considered a fail. I think, um, you know, just definitely try to understand how many people are clicking through to your links. And again, as always with any sort of social media stream on any platform, you don't want to just throw links up there all the time. You actually want to engage and start and facilitate conversations that you know even don't have to do with any of that stuff that you're talking about on your site. You probably see on my Facebook page and even on Twitter that I talk about a lot of other things. I also give my audience a lot of opportunities to speak up themselves. For instance, today I said, hey, it's your turn to show off. Give me a post that you talked about something interesting. So I have all these people linking to their websites and that's okay to do. I also do interesting things like you know, 
And it might not seem like it matters doing things like, hey, should I go eat at In-N-Out Burger or Five Guys Burger today? Of course, the answer is In-N-Out. But you know, if I ask that question, I'm going to get a lot of people saying one or the other because they have an opinion. And although that has nothing to do with online marketing and entrepreneurship and small business, which is what my Facebook page is about, it has everything to do with building a relationship and just being real. And of course, on the sort of algorithmic end of things, it's increasing that edging score that I have in Facebook so that when I do post something relevant, a link or something related to small business face, uh, you know, uh, marketing or things like that, um, the chances are that my post is going to be showing up on their newsfeed is much higher. So again, John, I wouldn't discount social media. I think it will definitely be worth the effort if you treat it in the way, like I said, you know, don't expect people to share. Just try to get people to engage. And again, it doesn't have to be about Excel specifically. But of course, if you are providing value and you are providing a place where people can feel safe talking about this thing, where people probably don't have very many places to talk about, then it could be a major success. So John, I hope that answers your question. I'd love to hear what you think. Thank you so much. And an Ask Pat t-shirt is going to be headed your way for having your question featured here on the show. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on askpat.com, uh, just go to askpat.com and ask right there. Of course, I want to thank today's sponsor, which is 99designs.com. So if you're dreaming about the perfect logo or website design but don't know how to get started or if you're worried about budget, you know, 99designs.com can help. It's the world's largest graphic design marketplace. It makes it incredibly easy to get a design that you love. So you go to the website, tell them the design you want, and you pick a price package that works for you. And the fun part about this, the really cool part, is that designers around the globe are going to submit an awesome design for you and you give them feedback. You can get your friends to help give you feedback as well. And with thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what you can get um, designed or or created for you at 99designs.com. So if you want to get a free $99 power pack of services, head on over to 99designs.com slash pat. Thank you again so much for your time and attention today. And of course, I'm going to end with a quote. And today's quote is from Peter Drucker. He says, The most serious mistakes are not being made as a result of wrong answers. The truly dangerous thing is asking the wrong question. Mm, Good stuff. Cheers, thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.